Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Wednesday, hump day, and we're trucking on through the offseason. Getting ready for these OTAs coming up. Packers making some assistant coaches available to the media this afternoon. However, they were not live streamed, so I didn't get to see any of it. But we got some quotes and... Things are starting to heat up around 1265 Lombardi as they prepare to hit the grass, so to speak, uh, for these off-season workouts and the OTAs. And then eventually, pretty soon here, it'll be June, we'll have a mandatory minicamp and then we'll have a little bit of a break. And then, oh, then, ladies and gentlemen, it is training camp and it is time for some camp battles. I can't wait. And as uh, more than one guy said at the microphone this afternoon, the cream, it rises to the top. I can't wait to see who comes out on top in some of these camp battles. I don't think there's anything more intriguing on this roster than the safety position. Um, I think it could break so many different ways. And I did just talk to Mark, o Mark Oldacres about it on his way too early 53-man roster prediction. If you haven't seen that yet, check it out here on the YouTube channel. It just went up a little while ago. The safety spot to me is so intriguing. Uh, there's no combo that you can throw out there that I would completely dismiss as a possibility. Now, I do think it's most likely that, say, like Jonathan Owens and Darnell Savage are your most likely week one starters. But I wouldn't be surprised if Rudy Ford and, say, Johnson made a run at it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Darnell Savage and Johnson. Like, I, there are so many different combos where, as far as the two, you know, starting safeties, so to speak, I wouldn't be surprised if any one of those guys jumped up and nabbed the spot. And as I told Mark, I, you know, I did find it interesting when Joe Barry was asked about, well, you've got Darnell Savage, but what about the competition for the other safety spot? Are we, as the general public, handing Darnell Savage the safety starting safety role already? The man did get benched last year. That wasn't a figment of our imagination. That happened. I don't think anything's given to you. I mean, Yes, you've got to think he has the inside track. I do not doubt for a moment that he'll be on there, out there with the ones the first day of training camp, but I don't think anything's set in stone in that regard, especially if someone balls out in camp in the preseason, makes it very clear that they're, you know, head and shoulders above him. Maybe he gets the nickel roll or the dime roll. I just, I, I don't think it's just this foregone conclusion. Again, got to let that competition play out. The cream will rise to the top they like to say and then you flip it across to the other side of the ball so clear when adam stenovich talks about you know everything being up for grabs from center to right guard to right tackle and you got 13 guys vying for spots although two of them are spoken for in david bakhtiar and elton jenkins at their respective roles at left tackle and left guard but man the rest of it there's a lot going on there and it's not common practice in green bay recently for so many spots to be kind of up in the air, so to speak. And I do think there's no doubt in my mind that the staff has you know some idea of who they favor and or what they expect to happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for a lot of these battles to play out. I think wide receiver is another spot where, you know, you've got Christian Watson. The upside is undeniable. You saw great flashes from Dobbs. And we all know Torrey's got potential, though he didn't get many opportunities last year. But even that's no given that they, I mean, I obviously think they're going to make the roster, but who knows as far as 
how much they'll play. You got to think Watson's your A number one, but outside of that, the mix could be anything. And including and not forgetting Bo Melton. You know, that's a guy who seems to have been lost in the mix here in this offseason. But the Packers picked him up last year for a reason. They've kept him around for a reason. I'm excited to see him compete. So I just kind of wanted to remind people and keep that in the back of your head when you're looking at like, you know, roster breakdowns and things of that nature. There's a lot of competition to be had here. And I think it's going to make this summer uh, at training camp a lot more exciting than in years past for that reason. There's going to be a lot on the line uh, in each and every one of these reps. They are going to become as precious as gold. And it's going to be up to the, each of these guys to make the most of those opportunities. And I can't wait to watch it. Um, I'm excited for it. Uh, before I get any further, I want to give a shout out to our good friends over at Ticket King. Make sure you go down to the link in the description of this video and you can find yourself any Packers game, both home and away. Ticket King. Make sure you check it out. CheeseheadTV.com, both the website and the app. Ticket King has everything you need when it comes to finding tickets for your Green Bay Packers. Make sure you check that out, people. Make sure you do it. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Brandy's here. Of course, Brandy's here. Dennis is here. What's up, Dennis? How are you, buddy? Uh, we got Mike Berry. Good afternoon, Nags. Finished cutting grass and enjoyed a rum and coke with mega stuffed Oreos. Now that sounds like a good afternoon. I'm down with that. Craig, thanks for the super chat. Help me understand the rules here. Can Jordan invite wide receiver running back tight end guys to his house to practice during the season? I know offseason is okay, right? Yeah, of course he can. I don't think those guys, after spending 16 hours in the facility or what have you, are going to want to go to Jordan's house and throw around. Uh, but yeah, of course he can. I mean, practice, quote unquote, is probably stretching it. I mean, I don't think they'd ever run drills at home, but uh, can he? Sure. Steven, thanks for Super Chat. Which game outside of the division are you most looking forward to? Got my tickets for the home opener against New Orleans. Thanks for all the content, Nags. Thank you, Steven. Um, outside the division. Well, selfishly, yeah, I am looking forward to the home opener against New Orleans because my girlfriend is a Saints fan. So that should be fun. Um, outside of that, I don't know, man. Um, the Raiders game, just to watch Jair and Devontae go after it. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, probably the Giants game here in New York. It's always great when the Packers come to town. So those are the two that kind of leap to mind, right? Um, but, man, every Packers game is awesome. We all know this. Uh, what else we got? Mimsy, what's up? Thanks for the Super Chat. <laughs> Mark Daniels needs to hire you for drafting questions. Yeah, that was a rough one to old Joe Barry yesterday. I'll tell you that. Uh, I like Mark. He's a good dude. I know he gets a ton of shit, especially for the uh, MVS question a couple years ago, and then now for the Joe Barry question. But uh, uh, he came to see us in England when Corey and I had the get-together for Cheesehead TV at the pub, and Mark showed up. We weren't expecting him to be there. He was there. Really good dude. Uh, good sport about everything. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it was an unfortunate question. I'll say that. I think it was, there was a colonel there. He needed to workshop it a little bit before, before, before it got out. <laughs> Um, too old for this. Thanks for super chat. Be careful with Rogers being in New York. He might try to run you over with a golf cart. Old habits die hard. No doubt. No doubt. Though I never feared for my life last year when he pretended like he was going to run me down. Uh, but yes, got to keep your head on the swivel. No doubt about it. Joe, thanks for super chat on offense. How much 11 
versus 12 versus 21 personnel do you think we're going to see? You know, I always want to say, yeah, we're going to see a lot more 21, but I then kind of just wait and it never really materializes. Um, I think we'll probably see more. I don't know. I mean, see, last year I thought it was so obvious what would happen and then none of it happened. And I know some of that is because of Aaron, but some of that is because of Matt. So I know probably 11 is, is my guess. But, you know, I, just, I mean, as far as the majority of snaps, but who knows, man. When do we wake Corey up? Well, Corey's wide awake. He's just busy. Uh, yesterday he was gardening. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but he's very excited about what's coming in there. <laughs> Joey the Jaguar. If Darnell had kept his number 21, how much would that have changed his career path? Probably all of it. I mean, I think that's really what it was, right? And he was 21 for like a day or two or whatever. And then he realized he'd have to pay to change the number. And then he switched it back. And it's all been downhill since then, obviously. Uh, this has nothing to do with Packers, but Indiana Jones 5 premieres at Cannes tomorrow. I need this movie now. Spencer, I hear you, man. I, I'm just excited all the OG indie movies are coming to Disney+, Plus, including the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. If you haven't seen them, they were out in the early 90s. They're a bit uneven. They're kind of dated, but they're still fucking awesome. Highly recommended. And they'll be uh, available on Disney+. Plus. I'm excited. Zapod Dog. That's a good question. Whatever happened to Raven Green? Um, I know. I, wasn't, I thought he, I think he got picked up by Tampa Bay for a bit, but, and stop me if you've heard this one before, he was dealing with injuries. I don't know if he's on a squad now, um, but he was always, I will say, Raven was always a really good dude. He was good for us with Cheesehead TV. He was always gave us his time. Um, in fact, he did one of our Q&As, one of our interviews for the draft guide a couple of years ago. Um, I think it was his last year in town. But good dude. I'm not sure where he is right now. Well, like I said, I know he got picked up by Tampa Bay at one point. But um, maybe I, he might be on a squad in one of the other leagues at this point. I'm not quite sure. Uh, how's our other QBs looking? Jeffrey, that's a great question. However, it's a little too early to say much of anything when it comes to the performance of any of these young guys on the field since i mean a the work they're doing is still just in shorts and t-shirts and a helmet um and b there's not really too much i mean there's a little bit of 11 on 11 but um in the rookie minicamp but like now uh, you know they, they're not even allowed the media aren't even allowed to watch them do anything at this point other than talk to coordinators and assistant coaches so um, we should get a better start to get some looks uh, when OTAs begin. I believe it's next week. And then the mini camp, you know, that's open. That usually tradition, traditionally is open to the media. So we'll start to get a look. But it's a little it's a little early to say anything of note when it comes to the, the young guys. Andrew, thanks for the super chat. How good is this season of succession? It's very, very good. I can't believe it's going to be over in two more episodes. Um, the acting last week was fucking incredible. I'll say that. Adam, thanks for the super chat. Got a taste of Jordan Love's confidence two months ago at a card show in New Jersey where he was signing. My buddy said to him, you're the future, Love replied. Nah, I'm the present. Went up big time in my book. He knew. He knew what was up. I love Jordan. I love his quiet confidence. And I loved Steno's answer yesterday when Ryan Wood asked what Jordan Love was like behind the scenes. And he said, uh, very humble, very hungry. 
I that's exactly what I want out of my franchise QB. Very humble, very hungry. Let's go. Ooh, there we go. Which rookie wideout are you most excited about? That's a very good question. Very good question. I think Dubose is probably the default answer, right? Um, but I do think Wix is going to surprise some people. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, probably just Dubose just because of his story. The fact that he was out of football, fought his way back onto the, you know, the roster, so to speak, in college, and then now has found himself an NFL home. It's just a great story, and I do like his game. I think he's powerful as hell. I think he's great after the catch. Um, excited to see him in this offense. I think they could really do do some fun fun things with him. So he's probably my answer, but I'm really excited for all those guys. Soto, thanks for the super chat. Just wanted to remind everyone that Aaron Jones is averaging 5.1 yards per rush for his career. He's pretty good, Soto. He's pretty good. Aaron Jones, 5.1 career Rushing average? Interesting you say that. It'd be interesting if they gave him the football a little bit more. Just a little bit more. I'm not asking for a ton. Just a little bit. You know. Call me crazy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reed seems to be flying under the radar. Joe, unless you're on Packers Daily every day, and then you know I've been talking about him quite a bit, especially when it comes to what I suspect is going to be his utilization in the Tyler Irvin type role. And I think it's going to be an expansive version of that. I think you'll see him doing a lot of that darting, a lot of the orbit motion. But I do think he's going to play quite a bit of traditional receiver as well, both perimeter and in the slot. Um, I don't doubt for a moment that he's going to... Uh, He's going to be very exciting. I just love Dubo's story. I mean, that's about it. Carl, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nags, to quote one of my fave bands from the late 70s through 80s, everything seems to be up in the air at this point. Go Pack Go. <sighs> it's good to know that my viewing public is mostly my age. Uh, not entirely, but mostly. Uh... Dennis, how does the front office decide a salary for an old lineman when they can be moved from guard to tackle to center? That's a great question, Dennis. Um, you know, traditionally, uh, they will most likely start negotiations with however, whatever he was playing last. Um, and that's typically like, you know, when you're talking about their first contract after their rookie year or their rookie contract, because when you come into the league and you're drafted, you've got basically it's not quite completely set, but you know, there's slots and you negotiate what you can, but inevitably you sign pretty much a deal very similar to whoever signed 
closest to your, you know, slot last year at the same position. It's all very similar. So that when you get to your first kind of contract negotiation, yeah, you're probably going to be, if you're the agent, you're going to be saying, well, he did play tackle for you, you know, and the Packers are going to turn around and go, yeah, but he's mostly a guard and sometimes a center. So I think, you know, it really comes down to the negotiation. Uh, clearly the team is always going to want to try to nudge it towards guard and the undoubtedly the agent's probably going to want to nudge it towards tackle because that's where the money is. But um, mostly it's a conversation and the snap counts really kind of do a lot of the work as far as, well, he played X here and he played that many snaps there. And, uh, but you know, they, you can also point to the tape if you're a smart agent and look and say, look, yeah, like JC Treader's situation a couple years ago is a perfect example. Yeah. He's a center, but damn, he, he literally flipped out to left tackle in a playoff game in a pinch, not expecting to, and played at a damn high level. That's pretty damn valuable. And that ended up getting him a pretty nice contract from the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, it, it it's you know kind of a case by case basis. But again, both sides are going to try to help themselves by edging it one way or the other. Flambeau, thanks for the super chat. What current player that everyone thinks is a Hall of Fame lock? Would you not be surprised if they didn't make it, excluding character concerns? Man. I don't know, man. It's, I mean, it really depends. You say everyone, who's everyone? You're talking about broadcasters, you're talking about fans, you're talking about local media, you're talking about national media. I don't know, man. I Look, I know like some people, there's a drumbeat to try to say that, you know, Matt Ryan should be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm sorry, I don't see it. Um, you know, the Julian Edelman stuff, I think that's ridiculous. But I don't know. Most, I, th- I think generally the consensus is pretty pretty close to on uh i can't think of anybody wildly that gets talked about in that regard that is wildly off base like oh yeah they're gonna walk into the hall of fame they're gonna be first ballot i i mean it's more often than not at least the people i've listened to or seen on twitter or what have you um they're pretty spot on as far as far as i can see as far as i can tell um it's rare that i did get pushed back i said Julius Peppers would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I actually got pushed back about that, which kind of blew my mind. But it's Twitter and everybody's got an opinion and whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a good question. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure, I just can't think of any at the moment. Um, but maybe it'll, maybe it'll come to me. Ryan, thank you for the super chat. With the multiple mini buys, I'm considering buying Sunday ticket. I've had no luck finding disabled seating. All those tickets are sold out. Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, the Sunday ticket's a good way to go, though. And you can make sure that you don't miss most of the games. Now, there's always like the four o'clock kickoffs that bleed out of the one o'clock games when they go late or there's overtime or what have you. And CBS doesn't switch over or Fox or whatever. There's always some kind of hiccup throughout the year. But for the most part, Sunday tickets are a really good way to go. Uh, Brandon, thanks for the Super Chat. Was thinking back to 12's FaceTime comments, realized I know who his favorite band is, the Gaslight Anthem. That's well done, Brandon. That is well done. Good job. Adam, thanks again, man. Have a dynasty fantasy team with Love and Thielen on my roster. Just changed my team name to You Lost That Love and Thielen. Thoughts? Adam? It's well done. It's well done, Adam. I want to say get out, but I appreciate the support. Well done. 
Brandon, thanks for super chat. The Hall of Fame convo. Eli, I say no. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. But again, to the original question about Hall of Fame, right? I don't, there's legit split on Eli, right? It's not a consensus. Like, I think the the question that was posed was, is there a guy who's like, everyone talks about, oh yeah, he's going. And that I thought was like, wait a second, hold on. He's, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't go, et cetera. But with Eli, there's a genuine dialogue there, right? I think a lot of people are split on that. Uh, for myself, I think he gets in just because, you know, if you've got guys like Terrell Davis in the Hall of Fame, uh, yeah, Eli Manning should be in, you know? Yeah, like, look, I do I think Eli was the greatest quarterback ever? No. But he played at an insanely high level in the most pressure-filled situations to bring his team to to help bring his team to championships. You know, I, I it, it's pretty great to me. You know, it's not a it's not a skills competition. It's not an athletic competition. It's not about who was, uh, you know, the greatest tester or the greatest numbers compiler. Although that's really what it's kind of turning into. Um, but yeah, he played amazing ball at the on the biggest stages when its team needed him the most. Something to be said for it. So I won't be surprised if he gets in. John Semitovich, thanks for the super chat. Conversely, who is somebody nobody expects to be a Hall of Famer you think will be? Go back, go. I don't know, man. Uh, Sam Congato. I don't know. I have no idea. Dan, thanks for the super chat. Hello, Nags. How is the NFC North compared to other divisions this year? Bottom of the barrel or middle of the pack? Go, pack, go. That's a good question. Um, it's interesting because I know just reading around like coverage of other teams and other divisions, when you hear or read, oh, well, you know, the, the so-and-sos, the, the Giants are playing the NFC North this year. Well, that's an easy division. Like certainly the perception, right? Um. You know, it's interesting because every year we seem to have this conversation where, oh, this division is going to be so tough. And then said division is a total cakewalk. You know, it never really know, especially in May, how these teams are going to look, uh, say, a month or two into the season. You know, how tough they're truly going to be. I mean, what was the talk? What was it last year or two years ago? Like, oh, the AFC West is going to be so difficult. And then, like, you know, Chiefs basically walked all over them. You know, it's just, I don't know. It it's just so hard to make a true comparison when you, you know, there's so much projection going on and there's so little actual concrete, you know, info that you can utilize to say, Oh, this, this division is clearly better when, you know, every team is going to have young guys come up. Every guy's going to have vets fall off or injuries occur or what have you. Yeah. I don't know, but I do know the perception is there that the North is a bit of a cakewalk, which is fine. Again, as Aaron Jones, so eloquently said, no better feeling than proving people wrong. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. Rivers Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Roethlisberger? Ooh, see, I'd put Rivers in. I know a lot of people wouldn't. I absolutely would. Uh, Roethlisberger, I think, is a no-brainer. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, your mileage may vary. Spencer, thanks for the super chat. Could we see more piercing D-line after Niners talk? I'm glad you brought this up, Spencer. Um, yeah, could they? Sure. Uh, when Matt said, you know, we looked at the Niners tape to kind of like look at, and he was talking about the offensive side of the ball. Um, 
you know, to get ideas and or see what they did with Purdy to help him out, etc. It's like, you know, Steno made the obvious comment yesterday. Like, yeah, they looked at the Niners, but they looked at everybody who runs their style of system. You know, I think Matt was just in an anecdotal mode and said, you know, we, that was a really obvious thing to do is look at, well, you had Mr. Irrelevant. You made him ball out. How'd you do so? Like, what were the things that helped him delineate the reads? And well, how did you help with protection and things like that? I think that's an, like a no-brainer, right? Um, the piercing D-line. Uh, will they change their philosophy up front? I don't know if it's got anything to do with 49ers tape, more so than what their body types might be after the draft. Um, but I don't know, man. So much comes down to philosophy and Joe Barry and what they want to do personnel-wise as far as numbers on the field. It's really hard to say. Really hard to say. Adam, thanks again, man. Packers plus 400 to win division, but Lafleur 2,000 to win coach of the year. I feel like if we win the division, Lafleur has a great shot at winning. Oh, he should, but you know they'll come up with some excuse. I mean, he should have won coach of the year in 2019. Of course, he had Aaron Rodgers, so he didn't. You know, and every year they win all these games, but he has Aaron Rodgers, and he doesn't get considered or even talked about, right? I mean, yeah, if they win the division, how does he not? They'll say, well, Jordan Love sat for three years. He should have been ready. That's what they'll say. That'll be the dismissive part of it. I'm here for it because that means we win the division. We're in the playoffs and everyone can suck it. Ed, thanks for the super chat, man. How about Steve McMichael for Hall of Fame? He has better stats than Howie Long. Man, he was a great player. I will say that. I'm not surprised he gets overlooked, but there, there are a litany of guys from... You know, hell, just still the 80s and 90s, let alone going way back, you know, to uh, the pre, you know, pre-merger era that still aren't in. You know, hell, the Packers got guys from, you know, even Lambeau to, to you know, Lombardi's teams that should probably be in that aren't. You know, there's so many dudes throughout the league who probably deserve it and probably won't ever sniff it. I think Michael's probably one of those. Spencer, thanks again, man. Rare assistance sticking with teams through DCOC. Rare assistance sticking with teams through DCOC. I'm not quite sure what you're asking there, Spencer. I mean, assistance sticking around? Assistance sticking with the defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator? I'm not quite sure what you're asking there, man. Sorry. Uh Nags Carey asks, Nags, any news coming out of OTAs? Will the Packers let media in to see anything? Well, that's the great question. Uh, we'll see. We haven't got any of the uh, practice updates yet uh, on the media emails. So when it happens, we'll let you know. Uh, like I said a little earlier this offseason, it was notable when they sent out the dates for the OTAs in the minicamp. They said, uh, you know, uh, future information, times, blah, 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 for public or media availability if uh if available or something like that where it was like oh really so there might not be any well, that's interesting you know they're only the only publicly owned team in the league which they like to tout all the time but you know yeah they're not gonna let the public in see anything <laughs> okay that makes sense but yeah i don't know we'll see I see everybody talking about uh, patrick taylor in the comments uh Man, I love me some Patrick Taylor. I think he's played well when given the opportunity. There's zero doubt that he uh, he'll give it a go. But man, 
Lou Nichols is coming, man. I'm excited for the rookie. But we'll see. I'll never forget Patrick Taylor coming in in that 49ers playoff game and acquitting himself very, very well, both running the ball the the one time he was given given it, but also, most importantly, in pass protection. Um, he's a good player. But uh, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, and we'll see if he can stick around. All right, everybody, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.